0: all right guys welcome back to the podcast i'm crypto khalif this is on the block podcast we break down the intricate world of crypto for the average person on the block that's me and you today let me just adjust this camera here all right that's a little better you might know there's something different i'm flying solo uh my partner steve simply crypto is not here today because He's a little bit under the weather. So send your comments and uh, well wishes in the comments below. Let him know uh, you're rooting for him to recover. And no worries. He'll be back next week to join the podcast. But we're going to keep moving right along. I'm going to soldier it on my own. This is the first time I'm I'm rocking without my crypto brother. So let's see how I do and see if I don't bomb the whole thing. So let's just jump right into the market right now. And the crypto market is looking a little red. So let me go ahead and share my screen. Why? Because I ain't greedy. All right. Let's see. Hopefully you guys can see uh, the screen along with myself. And if you do see that screen, you'll see a lot of red. The market itself is down, but it's a little bit down. It's, you know, over 24 period. It's only maybe 2% here, 2% there, 3% there and everything that's of note. Uh, We're looking at, but if we let's go back, actually, if, if we look at the week and the week looks like, is it red as well? Let's see. Week's a little bit red let's see what the month is looking like this pay, this puppy is slow today so I'm gonna just slide past that get back to it we're up for the month uh, you better believe it because you can see here when we go to the chart for the whole market cap we can see that since around June 20th we've been on an upward trajectory and we kind of topped out and lost steam uh, around 1 trillion, 100 billion. And then we're just kind of like trading in a zone. So a few months, you can see we've been in this little trading zone here, uh, sloshing around uh, stagnant, you know, chopping to the sideways. And uh, I do, I do believe there will be a rally, especially with all the great news coming up. Um, speaking of which you are in the right place, I can't forget to tell you, you are in the right place because we'll be talking about today's top stories, which includes FTX generating over a billion in revenue, the FDIC's, uh, request for, um, new crypto policies. And they are actually taking action against, uh, certain crypto institutions. You'll find out more to come and. Coinbase CEO, whether or not he will shut down Ethereum staking if uh, threatened by the regulators. Also, we have South Korea uh, to block QCoin and Pol- PoloniX. And our top story of the day, we can't get away from this because this is actually a huge story um, with the ongoing saga with Tornado Cash. That's right, you guys if you came here for Tornado Cash. You're going to get everything you're looking for. Uh, Let's just jump right back into the top 10 crypto. And we can see that Bitcoin is at 21,141. Ethereum is taking a little hit a strong breather 16% down at $1580. Moving right along. We have BNB at number five resting at $298. We have XRP at number seven, sitting at 33 cents. Cardano, number eight, sitting at 45 cents. Solana coming in at number nine, sitting at $34.89. And Dogecoin, number 10, at six cents. They knocked out Polkadot, uh, which gets honorable mention here today. So, uh, with no further ado, uh, let's move right along to the first story of the day, and that would be FTX generated more than a billion dollars in revenue last year, CNBC. And uh, it goes on to say, according to this, uh, FTX revenue in 2021 was 10 times what it was in 2020, according to a news report. CEO Sam Bankman-Fried confirmed on Twitter that the report's numbers are in the correct ballpark, quote unquote. Uh, so basically, he's basically confirming there's about a billion they made in revenue. That is not that is not um, pure, pure profit. That's just revenue. Right. And but that just shows you the power that these exchanges and these new crypto companies are having. They're basically uh, the new the new mega titans of industry um, you see all around in the Super Bowl there's all kinds of uh, crypto ads you see the the stadiums the big stadiums that are usually named after staples or at and now they're named after FTX and crypto.com and we're slowly seeing um, this uh, convergence of uh, institutions coming in and also like big marketing dollars coming at the same time and basically you know he's following the road of uh, Binance, who's uh, killing it. They're probably the biggest crypto exchange in the world. And um, FTX is coming for the crown, apparently. Sam Bankman-Fried has a very interesting story. If you guys don't know who Sam Bankman-Fried is, he's, um, I think he's still under 30. This, this guy might be under 30 years old and he's a billionaire right now uh let's see sam yep. let i see he is 30 as of march 6 and i think uh how many billions billions does he have let's see like net worth let's just do a cheat code here net worth you know these things are never correct anyway but let's see let's see what's going on 24 billion estimated this is what wikipedia says so must be in the right ballpark huh, sammy but yeah uh, not much to say there except that they're killing it uh ftx is doing a great job they make their money um in a, co- a few different ways than a lot of other exchanges do they do derivatives and they, they do a, a couple of other, other exotic uh, financial vehicles on their site that uh many other exchanges do not have. I've used it, it's pretty cool, slick interface, easy to use, easy as any other. Um, it's a little bit more advanced than um than maybe say like a plain the the normal Coinbase exchange. But um yeah, that's it. Not much to say about that, except, except that they're killing it. And Sam is amazing himself. He he started uh, Alameda Research uh, a few years ago, maybe 2017, to take advantage of the arbitrage that was happening between the Bitcoin price in South Korea and in Japan. And in South Korea, it was called the kimchi premium, in which we will find the cost of Bitcoin being upwards to 30% higher Or even more higher than the price you were finding in the US exchanges and elsewhere. So, you know, Sam was smart enough to take advantage of that, but it was kind of too hard with the regulations in South Korea. So he went ahead and and shot for Japan. And it turned out to, you know, he was having days of where he's uh, trading $25 million worth of crypto or Bitcoin and um a day and just compounding it on a daily compounding it and um and in that way he quickly became a billionaire it's it's actually kind of breathtaking how fast uh this young man did that so let's move right along jump to our next story is the fdc where the block reports that the fdic announcements and fed pronouncement this week in crypto policy so basically uh the there's a few headlines here but the real headline uh is basically the cease and desist letter to uh voyager and also to ftx which we just spoke about ftx right with sam bankman fried so uh, as you guys know or might not have known, there's major crypto exchanges like Voyager and Celsius in which they do have crypto lending platforms. Um, basically, you lend your crypto and you can have a loan against your collateraliz- collateralized loan with the hardest money on the planet Bitcoin or other crypto. And um, also, you can stake your crypto on these platforms and get a percentage back um, a lot of skeptics. Uh, might be cheering in the rafters right now because they're saying this uh, business model just doesn't work and um they're playing a lot of people for fools and and then you see what happened celsius shuts down They're, they're claiming bankruptcy voyager shuts down they're claiming bankruptcy um but actually they're not going anywhere both of these companies are coming back in my opinion and um voyager being a uh, voyager being a publicly traded company uh i don't think they're going anywhere i think they're going to file bankruptcy and they are going to restructure and come back uh maybe with a different name or the same brand name and just take a slap on the wrist and keep coming celsius same thing they're not in it for the short term there and for long haul there is a lot of concern with these business models because uh, Celsius, for example, has a 2 billion dollar gap in between the assets on hand and what was owed um, to its customers. So, I mean, that's a strong eyebrow raise, right? You know where you, your business is not robust enough to withstand a market downturn like we've just seen. Uh, there's probably a uh, there's probably something not solid about your business plan. Right. So uh, but this is all new. This is a growing experience. This is learning. This is, the, you know, this is why we're here. Uh, you know, it's, it's brand new. It's everything's an, an experiment. As Steve would say, this is, you know, everything's a test. So there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be growing pains in this new industry that we go through you know with something really bad like uh celsius or voyager shutting down Uh, a lot of people get hurt and a lot of more people will get hurt in the future a lot of people got hurt with the lunar catastrophe um some people committed suicide from that they lost their life savings uh so it's not a it's not a uh in an unserious thing it's a serious thing but um you should know that there will be more pain to come because this is a new burgeoning industry we're like it's the wild west we're making the rules and this is why we want regulation from um institutions like the fdic but when they're making moves against uh ftx over false and misleading statements about federal deposit insurance which is what this article is about um It might actually be a legit claim. Like, you know, a lot of a lot of these uh, exchanges want to say they have, you know, ironclad insurance and it's the same as investing in a brick and mortar bank. Your money's safe over here and it might not be the total truth, right? Sometimes it's a total fiction. So. All right, Sam, you know, keep us abreast with what's going on there Uh, and that's it we're gonna keep moving right along to the next story which is another doozy uh i think more in um sentiment than actual uh news that's happening but coinbase ceo uh, as reported by the decrypt says we would shut down ethereum staking if threatened by regulators uh and basically what brian is saying is that they currently offer ethereum staking you stake your your ethereum and for those that are uh uninitiated or don't know what staking is it's when you kind of the analogy would be like to loan your crypto or you uh you know you give your crypto to an institution and you receive dividends or you receive payments and and percentages you basically get a yield um api or apy on your assets and over the years sometimes i I, i've played with this um and i've some cases i've got burned with it like look at celsius fortunately i didn't have that many assets in there but that's locked and shut down right and i have staked in other platforms and other networks like theta and like um i just drew a blank on the other coin that i'm staking ah. but the point is that when you stake directly with the platform let's say cardano for example, example. Cardano, you can stake directly on the network via delegators or pools, right? So you never lose custody of your crypto. And that's the whole point here. You know, so take it from me, you know, learn from my mistakes. You don't have to make the same mistakes that myself and others have made. We've been in this game, you know, for a a long time. Um, Relatively speaking, uh, I'm a crypto OG, maybe not a double or triple OG, but I've been here since 2017. And uh, take it from me, not your keys, not your crypto. Not your keys, not your crypto, not your keys, not your cheese. Shout out to Bitcoin Zay who uh, coined and popularized not your keys, not your cheese, but originally not your keys, not your Bitcoin, not your keys, not your crypto. Uh, There's actually a a honey badger day in which uh, crypto enthusiasts and mainly Bitcoin maxis and just mainly Bitcoin supporters who love Bitcoin and, and know the principles and tenets of Bitcoin take all of their Bitcoin off of exchanges and any third parties, wherever they may be, you know, on a, you know, d- d- whoever it is without uh, bias against one or the other and they just return it to their wallets just to show the world and then as an example that this is the original purpose, self-custody, sovereignty, Unconfiscatability. You know, you need you need to have a lot of a high level of responsibility to own Bitcoin, especially if you have um, a nominal amount, and you know, in USD terms. If you have uh, so much money in exchanges that it makes you feel uncomfortable at night, is my crypto safe there? You know, crypto can be, you know, exchanges can be hacked you know there's no there's no guarantee you'll get your money back if your cryptos hacked on exchange now if you have your crypto on your self custody co-storage hardware wallet then um i won't say there's a zero percent chance but it's uh, a close to zero percent chance that someone would just be able to hack into your wallet you know they would have to socially engineer you aka trick you deceive you fool you into uh, somehow giving over your keys and then they would also have to socially engineer you trick you fool you into plugging in your hard drive and they'd have to socially engineer trick you fool you to press the button, yes, send this, send this, send this. Now, people have done that in phishing schemes. Uh, recently, a recent example where people be losing their board apes and their NFTs because they thought uh, OpenSea or Yuga Labs sent them an email and they clicked it. And, you know, they were basically deceived into allowing access or just transferring over. They were given a, a smart contract that they would just run and basically the, and they confirmed it. And basically what happened was they just transferred over their NFT to another wallet and whoopsie, you know. So it's not 100%, but uh, that it, the the percent that it's not 100, that it's missing is most likely due to user error. Right. Because if you have your crypto on your wallet and it's not connected to the Internet and no one has access to your wallet, your hardware wallet, then how are they going to steal your crypto? It's just, you know, as of now, it's impossible. So unless they socially engineer you. So but back to this, this goes along the lines of like, you know, whose neck to choke, who's running this rodeo who is in charge of a decentralized platform that's where i have concerns with ethereum and the rest of the crypto market right you know like i like avax as a protocol it's a great it's great it's fast it's cheap it have a tri-chain solution that have different solutions for enterprise level or whether you're just mocking up something for testing or staging, but um, there's a definite throat to choke. Give me one in the comments if you if you feel me. Goddamn it, it's a definite throat to choke. And what do I mean by that? That means just like Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk, that would be the throat to choke in there companies their respective companies uh with bitcoin there is no proverbial throat to choke who are they gonna call ghostbusters like who 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 are you gonna what door are you gonna kick down if you are going against uh bitcoin if you want to sanction or like you know arrest if you want to stop if you want to stop bitcoin you can't sorry It's running on hundreds of thousands of servers. It's running in space right now. It's on a satellite, there's a Bitcoin node in space. Uh, The whole internet would have to shut down and stop for you to stop Bitcoin. There's no throat to choke. That's the power of decentralization and that's the power of immutability. And that's the power of inconfiscatability. And that's the power of peer to peer. And that's the power of borderless. And that's the power of Bitcoin, right? Censorship resistance, all of that. So, but, you know, if threatened by regulators, yes, Ethereum still, you know, people think Ethereum is out of the woods. I don't think so. I don't think so, but I do think they are the queen of crypto. Bitcoin being the king. I think Bitcoin is the king. uh, Ethereum is the queen and the queen is the largest. I heard this uh, quote somewhere. Uh, Ethereum is the largest um, commercial highway in crypto. I thought that was a cool quote. I think it's true (laughs) by easily, easily not a stretch of imagination at all this second place is very far behind whoever that might be who you know uh it'd be a cardano soul or avax they're so far behind it's not even second place is it it's like (laughs) The, the the ethereum has such a large moat it's just not even close so uh yeah you know this is basically just getting in the mind of coinbase's uh, uh ceo and for you know for all you guys out there coinbase is the most popular crypto exchange in united states but not the world because binance is uh the most popular in the world and this is just giving his ideas on what he would do and how the company would move and he says at the end you know of course they will always follow the law um he said in a tweet specifically brian did from um coinbase he said it's hypothetical we hopefully won't actually face but if we did we'd go with b option b which would be basically canceling or shutting down ethereum staking you know you gotta focus on the bigger picture which would be right well for them it would be <laughs> to stay in business and not get uh shut down by the uh, federal bodies but uh the bigger picture would be okay what's good for crypto or what we know the big picture is decentralization right it should be you could just stake you don't need you shouldn't need uh coinbase to stake you should not need a third party to stake when you stake with a third party you're giving them your crypto not your keys not your cheese so no bueno don't do that no 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 do that no, no, no. Do that. Okay. Listen up. Listen up, kitties. So we're going to keep moving right along. Don't want to belabor the point. Next up, our next story today, our penultimate story of the day day is South Korea to block Qcoin and Poloniex and crackdown on unregistered crypto exchanges. Decrypt goes on to say authorities in South Korea are tr- cracking down on 16 crypto exchanges allegedly operating in the country without registration and alright so first off South Korea is one of the biggest adopters of crypto uh, especially per capita it's not that big of a country it's not teeny but it's not that big you know compared to the U.S and but they are a huge uh proponent and adopters of crypto that's why at least for exchange uh, trading every time there's a bull run um south korea is uh, a lot tons of volume coming out of south korea and um south koreans are known as big gamblers too so maybe that's a little something to do it when they get caught with the big uh, bitcoin bug but talking about block uh qcoin and poloniex these are large very large exchanges uh, not the largest in the world as you know we just spoke about coinbase and um Binance, but qcoin and poloniex um poloniex being the older one been around for a long time qcoin being a newer one slick interface i like it i've used both of these over the years i can't use these now because of regulations and no uh, know your customer and um anti-money laundering laws uh there's that there, they, they are blocked u.s citizens like myself and if you're here in the u.s you're blocked um you can't use that you can't use basic ftx you have to use ftx us you can't use basic binance you have to use binance.us and so on and etc uh, fortunately, Coinbase is based here, so you know they follow U.S. rules and all that. But QCoin, they do not follow U.S. rules, and thus U.S. citizens are not supposed to use them. I believe we are banned. Um, okay, Mas, what else could I say? Sixteen crypto exchanges allegedly operating in the country without registration, i.e. Ay caramba muchacho what in the crypto so for them to talk about maybe shutting down or they blocking um unregistered crypto exchanges this this sounds like a short-term big deal but um sounds like they just have to go go along with south korea's um rules and regulations they are laws right so if they are legally operating then they need to fall in line now some people think this is a i don't know like a one of the nails in crypto's coffin uh, this is uh this is nothing <laughs> this is this is absolutely i mean i won't say it's nothing because it's the second to biggest story is, you know, it's our number two story of the day. It is big because these exchanges are big, right? And, you know, there's a lot of money in that, that, you know, operating. And also the people who have their monies on exchanges, that's, of course, a concern. That's why I say if you do have uh, money that's on exchange, third party, anywhere, BlockFi, Binance, you know, you're lending crypto, if you have money on third party, Uh, You need to get it off as quick as you can because, uh, you know, a lot of these crypto exchanges are safe. But then there's also different types of attack vectors like the law or um, what just happened with Celsius. You know, they were not hacked, but their business model uh, made it so that they were um, insolvent. couldn't cover their their debts they couldn't cover they couldn't pay out what they needed to pay out to their customers according to their agreements they couldn't pay out the staking fees you know and you know they were trying to do all types of smoke and mirrors and arbitrage on the back end to cover these things but at the end of the day like we saw with luna uh, you know i i don't think luna had the the ill intent i don't think the creators of luna had ill intent i think um they were ambitious and they went for something and i do think somebody targeted them at their weakest point to take them out but that's not that person that took them out's fault it's luna's fault you you know we need to be more robust we we need to have fail safes against these we need to have contingency plans that make sense that's not based on High in the sky numbers man you know the 20 percent apy like where do you get 20 percent? you could barely get one percent on a savings account you can't you're not in the states you get you know i'm old enough to be to to remember when uh i was younger they used to say put money in your savings account and you get five percent you know when you save your money you know save a million dollars and you put it in the you know bank account or a savings account and you you live off the five percent. You can't do that anymore. It's just not. It's not. Well, not the traditional way. Like the way I just explained. They're not giving five percent. They're not giving two percent. They're not giving one percent. They're not giving zero point five percent. They're giving like zero point zero five percent. So we just have the CPI inflation numbers come in and. Uh was it at eight percent? Last time it was nine. And many people would call this the CP Lie, not the CPI. Shout out to Mike Maloney. And if you don't know Mike Maloney, go over to goldsilver.com, check him out. Uh yeah, Mike is an interesting guy. I met him in uh Anarchapoco two thousand and eighteen. And uh he put me on to the secrets of money, the hidden secrets of money it was the history of money he was the first one that really took me down a rabbit hole of what the difference between money and currency is and um, check him out he's really good guy to follow give him a follow Uh, let's see what else we got here yeah so uh, Steve of course shout out to Steve guys if you guys are getting any type of value from this please For the love of steve give a like hit subscribe hit the little bell and you will be blessed to 10x your crypto portfolio all right so and also uh shout out to steve for creating today's list i don't think uh this one is as killer as some of the other ones Uh, that we've had on the show but it's big news today and shout out to Steve for making the list and we go on to the biggest story of the day which is also of course for sure certainly absolutely 100% tornado cash right we spoke about this last week Steve and I did we kind of gave our first brush over it and we were both saying that this is bigger than the headline it's going to be an expanding type of um social economic discussion like not you know in legal discussion and and in a discussion into what crypto really stands for what it means and a discussion of freedom of speech and a discussion of overreach and we and uh, and it's time to protest, and the people out there on the street, and they are protesting, right? I love it. You know, you got to fight for your right to party. (laughs) So, who's reporting this? The Block is reporting developers, family protest, arrest of Tornado Cash developer in Amsterdam. So, For you guys that are unaware, the big controversy over Tornado Cash is, uh, first, what is Tornado Cash? Well, Tornado Cash is what they call a mixer in which many people would use this mixer to obfuscate or make unclear where uh, this money is coming from, how much was given to you, you know, and it basically adds A level of uh, privacy to your crypto transactions in which many of these cryptos are on open blockchains. What does that mean? That means uh, open blockchain. Anyone can see it. If you have an Internet connection, that means anyone can see it. For example, Bitcoin. Anyone can see the transactions occurring on the blockchain. Now, the thing is, you know, how do you know who transaction is connected to whom? um but you know if you are let's say the fbi doing forensic investigation or following a money trail that's very easy to do on bitcoin this is why uh many of the russian hackers and were caught with the election tampering and you know the the bot farms they spin up uh because they paid for their servers with bitcoin and they were traced back to these uh, Russian bot farms and hackers, etc. Um, so many people that are uh, dissing or trying to dunk on Bitcoin for being anonymous drug uh, weapon or drug money of choice, you know, that only criminals use. Well, that's just BS because the most used money, excuse me, the most used currency for crime is the United States dollar why because it's the most widely ex- accepted it's the global reserve currency so you know if you're in russia and you're doing some crime you you really want that usd if you're in guatemala you want that usd if you are in peru if you are in um, panama if you are colombia mexico you want the us dollar yeah you know most narcos they're not doing Bitcoin they'd rather have cash right so that's one thing but there's so many other things to talk about with this so basically um, torrent uh, torrent cash is an open source code right what is open source that means it's it's um, contributed to and by a community of developers and nobody owns it and it's just the ever-evolving free to use uh free to kind of contribute to um, projects and code computer code many projects that are on the internet any many things we use on the internet is open source you know uh, an example of uh, open source, well, what would a good example be? Well, for example, there's many um, operating systems that my computer developers will recognize Linux and Unix that, well, you know, that's open source. And my Mac is based, is a Unix based for, you know, over 20 years. You know, there's many things that are being used. There's many protocols that are being used on the internet. There's many apps being used on the internet that is open source. Open source development is faster. It's usually more robust. It's It usually uh, evolves faster. Uh, the thing is, it's just no real support with it, right? But the information is usually online. But the, my point here is, it's code and code has already a legal precedent as being uh, protected by first amendment. It's been presided and, and ruled that computer code is a form of free speech and the first amendment protects our free speech. And so what happened was that, um, officials uh, government officials had seen that allegedly uh, there were North Korean hackers or you know nefarious bad guys using um, tornado cash for illicit purposes they want to hide things they want to launder the money they want to you know hide their trail hide the paper trail and use this well That's a dubious thing. That's a that's a slippery slope to slide on because it's a open source protocol. It's a it's computer code. This is just a programmer and the lead programmer that contributed, let's say the lead contributor. uh, Has been arrested. So what is this saying? You can't write computer code for open source project that's ridiculous and it's not just ridiculous it's scary that you could write computer code and be arrested right so uh there's no real precedent for that uh not that i know of and here you can see uh, that the the protest is being led by his family the developer's family uh free alex pertsev and also supporters if i was in that city i'd be in there i'd be in that protest as well because that's just not right come on man you're arresting this guy he you know he's not he didn't do any crime there's no crime in writing code you know and that's it's so ridiculous you know blaming the creator of uh software or a tool Blaming him for what other people do with that tool, right? With said tool. So this is kind of like this is like as if I will arrest all the workers in the factories that put cars together because somebody got in their car drunk and killed somebody else. Why are they to blame? Because they put it together. What about the people that are creating guns? What about the people that are creating bombs? Right? What about, you know, you can't just um, go and arrest people like that for using a new technology, which this is what it is. So when cars were invented, the common person didn't have enough money to buy a new car you know rich people bought new cars and who else well criminals gangsters they had money and they would you know do a lot of bad things they'd bootleg the liquor racketeering they would transport the women across state lines with these cars these evil cars right nobody's talking about outlawing the cars Later on, drive-bys with the cars. Well, what about cell phones? Same story. When cell phones were invented, they were too expensive for the average person to have. They were bricks. You would only see it on TV, you know, and you know, it's some Wall Street guy holding a, a four-pound phone that was like a brick, and it had uh, one. It had ten-minute operating time. <laughs> something like that right um were these things used for crime you bet your ass they were cell phone are cell phones used for crime right now yeah it's not even it's laughable to to think that cell phones wouldn't be used for crime or like it doesn't happen on self like so are we banning cell phones are we going to arrest the people who Manufacture this cell phone. I don't know. Is this does this is what I'm saying sound crazy? Does that sound crazy to so you guys? Let me know. Let me know. Because I, I want to know. Do, do I sound crazy for making this analogy that this is the same as trying to arrest someone for creating the gun that someone else went and take? And took and murdered somebody, or or robbed a store. Let's say, because this crime didn't have any deaths. This was just a this is a, a white collar crime, if you want, if you if you'd like to call it that. So, you know, this is uh, setting off a lot of kickback outcry from crypto uh, crypto community, rightfully so. I don't like it. Steve doesn't like it. Obviously, he put it number one. Right. And um, also, there's a lot of things to consider. First of all, what about privacy? Right. Many of these blockchains are open source. And um, they are open protocols, meaning anyone can use them and anyone can see them. Anyone with an Internet connection. So what about privacy? Right. Just because Some criminals uh, use this tool for crime. That's the definition of a criminal. They have no regard for the law, right? (laughs) So criminals get into cars every day. Criminals use phones every day. They use technology every day. Don't blame the tech for the crime it's stupid and it's, it's like you know they're sending a bad message and people say well maybe that's what they're trying to do they're trying to slow crypto down send a bad message yada 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 but then there's a whole bunch of other questions like uh besides privacy and security like you know it, this is obviously the largest overreach in crypto history, you know, for US regulations. Um, yeah, I mean, like this happened, it, this, he was arrested by Dutch authorities in the Netherlands, two days after the US government sanctioned tornado cash. <coughs> Claiming it was used to launder stolen funds for North Korean actors, Dutch authorities claimed the people behind tornado cash made large scale profits from these transactions well shoot you know the biggest criminals are you know the banksters they're they're getting billions and millions ain't nobody uh stopping them they get a little fine you know there's still a billion get a couple million fine just rinse and repeat but when you know little guy you does something then it's like world news so you know it's not just that but what about privacy now this has you know created the discussion what about privacy and you know what about the privacy coins that we haven't heard from in a while like monero or zcash so there's a, been a spike in interest in that and we've probably seen i, I guarantee you uh I guarantee you that um Monero has seen a a spike in this I believe it's XMR is Monero and uh that's correct let's see yep let's see a month so in the month it's a six month let's see past week has actually come down a little bit from where it was uh, let's see when did this hit I think this hit last week this actually this is from the 20th that's uh, two days ago no, it was on the 12th right so on the 12th uh, it took a, it didn't really do much honestly so I stand corrected uh, but and then it and then later on the 20th it dipped down a little from 170 to about 152 where it is right now so um you know it, but it's bring it's brought monero back in focus these privacy chains monero's great uh zcash is, is great for privacy it has programmable programmable privacy where you can kind of turn it off and on for each transaction as you want but monero is um private by default so you don't even have to do anything to kind of have some privacy on there but there's uh issues with monero and monero has its own issues you know but it, it got me thinking like damn should i should i scoop up some more monero or or zcash uh, the way this is looking they they're, they're going to ban mixers outright because they think uh you know all the heroin and terrorists users are uh using these mixers right so you know, what what does this mean it, this this also makes us uh question like what is the big discussion of decentralization what does it really mean to be decentralized and do we really need decentralization do we need it everywhere you know we have all 20 30 thousand cryptos, do we need all these cryptos? I can tell you no, hell no. We don't need twenty thousand cryptos. A lot of you know, uh, first of all, 90% of them just BS. Let's just keep it funky. Uh let's say a couple of hundred of them are like legit, real legit teams. Uh, that's certifiable, they're trying to do something, but even in those legit teams. And those, you know, uh, they look like they're doing good. They're, they're working. They have a community in the building. Um, they're, they 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 have detractors. They have people saying that, well, they're just a uh, solution in search of a problem. Put a one in the chat, goddammit, if you feel me. So, what I'm saying is, guys, put a one in the chat. If you're still with me, you're still following me, you're rocking with me uh many of these cryptos are just a solution in search of a problem meaning there was never really a problem to solve in the first place with what they're presenting now with bitcoin there was a huge problem and it's probably the biggest problem right now which is money Money is the biggest problem in the world. There's too much income inequality. There's too much uh, life quality inequality. You know, there's too much uh, poverty. Why is there so much poverty in the world? Why can't we, why can't we get water to everybody? Why are there still babies dying in Africa because they have diarrhea? It, it just doesn't make sense there's uh obese morbidly obese poor people homeless people you know i i think you know i'm not saying that's good or bad i'm just saying like uh, even if you're poor or you're homeless or you're in a third world country no one should be hungry or dying it's because the powers that be, the people that are in power don't want to share the money, (laughs) right? They don't want to spread the love and they systematically create it so that the gap between the haves and the have-nots continue. And it's already been seen and reported by the Wall Street Journal that the last 40 years, of the Fed, the Federal Reserve, the United States Federal Reserve, the last 40 years of their actions and uh, in correlation with the actions of uh, all the participants in the stock market due and provoked by the actions of the Fed, right? Combination of these two has created a widening and ever widening gap between the haves and the haves nots, basically demolishing the middle classes in the United States. So now, with inflation skyrocketing and wages not keeping up ever, they never do, right? How long did it take to get the minimum wage to where it is now? It's not a living wage. It, it, you know, 20 years ago, it would have been a living wage. You know, 40 years ago you could go go work work a job take care of your wife and family have a car maybe two maybe have a rental house you know and you didn't even need to graduate college you know to you just have a good job and now we got places like walmart and these big box stores you know i, I tell you what they, you know, some of these places like Costco, they give you insurance, which is cool, right? And, you know, it's not the worst place place to work. It could be in the fields. It could be in the sun. But uh, these kind of easy jobs, a McDonald's job, anybody that can, can do it, job, they're not uh, going to pay you enough to live. And, you know, these kind of jobs are just growing and growing, growing more and more uh, low skill jobs. Uh, You know, I don't know how I got to this topic because we're talking about tornado cash. Right. But, um, you know, I got on this topic because I was saying Bitcoin fixes many of the issues that we have with the money. Doesn't fix everything, it's not a silver bullet, a panacea, it's not a cure all, right? But it fixes one of the main things, which is basically power and corruption. You know, when you, when you have absolute power, it corrupts absolutely, like the old adage goes. So, what else about this? Um, tornado cash, uh. You know, I talked about the privacy and security concerns, you know, a big discussion on what what decentralization is like, you know, for you guys new to the podcast or new to crypto decentralization is the idea of, you know, just break down the word It's decentralized, right? It's not central. If you had an organization like Facebook, that's a centralized organization. All traditional organizations are centralized decentralization is not a new concept, but has been popular now because of Bitcoin and what it's doing and you know, companies like Facebook, Amazon and Google have become powerful because they have centralized our data that we do not profit from ourselves, right? But they centralized all that power into one entity. They know all our data. Data is the new oil right so they have the power you have to go to Google you know you don't have to but you know 90% of all searches is Google so uh, what are you gonna do it's it's a verb (laughs) now uh, Facebook is a centralized organization they have all their uh, data on different servers around the world but the idea that it's centralized it belongs to one entity right and they do with it what they want to um for a long time we didn't know they were selling our data and you know when the russian hackers were using that information they weren't really doing anything illegal they were just using um facebook's platform how it was intended to be used with the data that facebook had centralized organization and then in many cases not all but uh many cases there would be a benefit from not having one central power you know it would be more beneficial to spread the power out let's say for a power grid right if you had a decentralized power grid if one uh If one of these nodes went down, it wouldn't take the whole grid out. That's not the case for many of the grids in the United States. That's just an example. So without going into a big dissertation about what decentralization is, um, just know that Bitcoin's here, baby, and we need it. Um, But yeah, here's another question. What about, you know, people using these things for Good or lawful things, you know, it's not illegal what they're doing. For example, Vitalik Buterin, the inventor of Ethereum, just came out recently. He outed himself, quote unquote, as a Tornado Cash user. He used money. He used Tornado Cash to donate money to Ukraine. He didn't want people to know that it came from him and his wallet, etc. And that should be how it is. That's that's how it should be. Be able to do something like that and an open free protocol where I don't need your permission for me to do that, to donate, because what if, you know, I'm a Russian citizen? I'm donating to the Ukraine. Putin don't like that. I might be disappeared tomorrow. Right. So I need to hide that. I need to obfuscate i need to mix that with this mixer which is tornado cash is a popular thing people use it and also what if people send you money to your wallet and you have no idea are you now breaking the law are you sanctioned or are you you know on a blacklist is your address now on a list being looked at by the fbi the sec or whoever cia <laughs> you know so it's a big huge discussion they're protesting right now in the netherlands if i was there i'd protest with them you can see here in this video um uh these guys are protesting in a you know more power tomb. my but they have my support for sure i'm going to retweet this i'm going to actually put this on my socials because this is this is the right thing to do this man was unjustly arrested there's going to be more co- more to come this is not the end of the story for tornado cash guys please if you like this content if you got a little bit of value from it click that like button click the subscribe button you know what hit that bell so you'll be notified when we drop new videos like this and you tell the google algorithm gods that you and people like you want more crypto information more crypto education more knowledge and we all get smarter and we all adopt crypto and we buy more bitcoin and bitcoin's price goes up and everybody goes to the moon so there you go and if you want to learn more about crypto or see some past episodes uh check the video out on the left or on the right I'm Crypto Khalif signing off for the Crypto Brothers. My name is Crypto Khalif. I'm signing off with Steve. Simply Crypto. He ain't here, but he'll be here next week. And this has been the On The Block Podcast. We'll see you next week. Take care.